to our season premiere 2021. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're so excited about our premiere show. Today we'll be talking about dating with Antoine and Danielle. The dating world, I feel like it's very difficult because we're dealing with a generation who doesn't value marriage. So mm. that when you are dealing with a generation that doesn't value marriage, it becomes about money. It becomes about just the sex. It mm. becomes about doing married things. Uh-oh. Having the title and without the commitment. And then there becomes a spirit of confusion because of that. Right. So I feel like that's a lot of what like we have to deal with. And that's why um, you have to create a platform for people to know like, hey, like it's okay to do that at any point in your life. It really is okay um, because there's a stigma behind it. Because when we go out there and we put ourselves out there, we, we get introduced to people who think they're about God or claim they're about God and then they're not. We have people who are on drugs, we're dealing with a, a drug addiction with our generation completely. So then we're dealing with, you know, it's a lot of stuff that we're dealing with in our generation that it's really hard. Notice it was really difficult, like, especially for me, a woman who's really trying to stay into God. And then I run into men who are like, oh, well, I just want sex and I'm this age. And then you're like, but you're 40. I don't understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I'm just like, I feel so stuck because I'm like, you did, did you invest? Why, why aren't we talking about businesses? Where's your three and five year plan? And then, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So then people have this stigma that older men are better and it's not, it's not like that at all. I used to think that like, oh, it's about this. It's about age until I met this one. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, like age has nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's really difficult. I feel like there's, I know that there's a positive to it. You just have to keep having faith about it. You know, there's definitely a positive in dating. It's just really difficult nowadays to do. What are your thoughts about that, Antoine, in terms of, of uh, dating? I think um, every, uh, there's a couple of things. I think uh, dating in this generation uh, has no foundation of uh, courtship or the Bible, or um, just the fundamental the fundamental things that our our grandparents you know grew up on and how mm -hmm. they seen dating. Um, mm -hmm. I think um, in our generation right now, it's a bunch of um, their their dating um, is trauma soul tied filled dating, trying to bridge uh, the gaps inside of each other um through each other but you're just trauma bonding it's a lot of trauma bonding going on in this uh this generation and wait 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 hold hold on hold wait wait hold on i wanted to make sure that i heard what you said yeah you said trauma bonding that's yes. real that's a real thing 
Yes. That's a real thing. Woo, doggy. Okay, we about to have a good conversation up yeah. there. For people to, to fill the gaps of traumas that they have in their life. I can say that because I've done it before. I know, I know what that feels like, right? Um, it's like uh, my mom died when I was four. So my first relationship, I'm looking for this motherly figure, mm-hmm. right? To fill this gap of in my heart that it, it that nobody can possibly fill, um, mm-hmm. right? Um, because, for example, you know, I learned that God is uh, He bridges the gap, right? Right. Just the gap of um of of the things that's missing in your life. If you don't have a father, if you don't have a mother, He bridges that gap for you. But when you're not raised on that type of foundation, you go mm-hmm. looking for different people who may take advantage of that, right? Right? Who d- has gaps in themselves that they they can't fill, and you're looking to be puzzle pieces in each other's lives that don't fit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, okay, stop, stop, because you you right. stop, drop some gems and stuff like is that like I want to run right now, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> to me fast you give it to me fast (laughs) it's like reading christ's sermons in the book of matthew and he was just straight no chaser he just came with it every sermon that he delivered was just like look this is what's going on and i was like "Woo, you done blew my hair back jesus slow down right 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 (laughs) so so i am hearing something that I've known for a long time and that is um there are there is this overwhelming percentage of the the general population who are fragmented broken and wrecked and because they don't want to stop and hold a mirror up to their face and do the work, they replace that person that has left them with another body. Mm -hmm. The person who they choose, even if the person is in the right soul condition and aligned with the spirit of God, there is the inability to see that that person is ready, Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so they will probably push that person away because we know that there is agitation in the soul of somebody who's still in bondage. Yeah. So they're going to automatically see that there's a stench in that person who's ready mm-hmm. and they'll push that person away and look for somebody who's actually more broken. I need somebody who's even more broken so I can feel more needed or even superior to that person. So now I have one up on them and I can manipulate them Mm. into doing what it is that I need them to do. Not necessarily loving me because I don't even know really what love is, right? Because I'm still fragmented and broken and I have not taken the balm of Gilead, Christ Jesus, to heal my broken state. So now we look and we have a bunch of shipwrecked people bumping into each other. And when you look in your rearview mirror, you see all this carnal wreckage of all the bodies that you've left. And I just had this conversation earlier today. When you're in a state of mind where your dysfunction 
feels like wholeness. Ooh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then what happens is you make it everybody else's fault. Like it was all them. It's, and it's been everybody else. And they got to fix themselves. But I'm cool. Like, I, you know, I got it all together. And I'm like, like, how do we get out of this revolving kind of door of sickness? Um, and this is not, I'm not talking about people who don't know Jesus. I'm talking about the people who do know Jesus that are behaving like this. Right, right. Yes. That's what we're here to talk about. Like we want to evangelize, but evangelizing in a condition where we're still broken and unsurrendered, you know, is, is not doing anything for those who were trying to convince that Jesus is everything. You have to get into the diary of my yeah. exes right now. Cause like <laughs> literally like, that's what I feel like you did. And it's a real thing too. It's something that people just don't talk about that they're doing like you guys are talking about trauma bonding and then people not ready for people. Like when, when you come across somebody and you're not ready for that person, I think that me and Antoine definitely went through that because we, we met in college and, and, you know, he was 18 and I was 20 and we can admit now that we've been through counseling and therapy and um mm. taking the time to get to know god we're like dang we were net we weren't ready for each other back then and then when you see how god moves and you see that god puts people in your life and he takes them out in a certain season for a reason and and then when you're when that person is in your life you're like I'm ready for you now. Now I'm ready to accept your love. Because back then, I don't even know if I could have even accepted his love. Hey, it's Andrea. And you're listening to The Process. It's very different. Yeah, <laughs> I think that it's very different. So even being able to admit that, you can only imagine people who get married early. Um, uh, we both got into relationships very early, in like before our 20s started. Um, and so it's like before that maturity really set in. So at 30, I could, I could say like, ooh, I should have probably waited to date. I needed to mature. That's, a, that's some advice right there for some people who need it. Wait a little bit, you know, maybe do the work. I wish I had to do the work a little bit earlier or even known to do the work on myself. I think mm -hmm. that that's part of the uh, gap in the generation is that they don't know where to go get it done. Mental health is not everywhere. It's not available for everyone, but then when it is available, there's a stigma even walking into the office or even taking the pill that you need or even recognizing you have an issue because you're comfortable with, the, with what you're doing. You're comfortable with the dysfunction when I met Danielle, I, I believed in Egyptians. I had switched to the woke society. Ah, we was the we was the Egyptian gods. <laughs> Everything is fine. Where was the Bible, right? Um, and that was me backsliding based off of um, you know, probably where I was at emotionally, because like we talked about, um, Andrea, like I I I knew um God at a young, young age. I knew the Lord. The Lord kept calling. Now he's Antoine. He kept calling for me. And certain in the relationship I was in uh before Danielle, like it the light 
was slowly leaving me because of the, I kept putting that light into somebody else's cup. And I wasn't getting that light, that, that, that light back. So it's, I trained myself and drained myself. And then Danielle came along and then I found myself, you know, not even three weeks later, look, I need help praying. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, six weeks later, I'm taking over the prayer. I'm praying back like to the Lord. <laughs> and, you know, it had became a process from that point on. Um, I think men have a different um, type of journey they have to take um, than women um, with maturing um, before um, getting into a relationship. So what I realized that um, without the Lord in your life, you don't really have direction on um, spiritually who you're supposed to be dealing with. You go based off of your emotions, your trauma, what you've seen before. And what you've seen before is not, um, it's, it's usually not what's supposed to be. It's not with something that you're supposed to follow, what you've seen your mom and your dad doing. It's not something you're supposed to follow. But as soon as I, I talk to the Lord, he started taking me in steps because a lot of people can know Jesus, but don't know the rules to uh, the rules to the game or the spirit of Jesus. I, I can know the story about Jesus. The demons even know the story about Jesus. Demons even know the story about Jesus. They, right. they, they, they know he lowered and they know what's going to happen in the end. They know that. Right. right. Um, demons walk in the church every day. Right. Right. But to know Jesus, you need to know what love is. And you have to first know what love is. You have to know what love is, is in Corinthians. If you know what love is, everything else starts to make sense after the fact. Because a lot of people who get in relationships that's broken and shipwrecked forget that you're not forgiving those who's already forgiven already. Okay, so, so listen. So one of the things that... Uh, consistently comes up in conversations about love, particularly when it comes to Christ followers, is that when we love according to our own perception of what love is, we couldn't possibly truly experience what God intends, particularly in marriage between husband and wife. Um, and that is one man to one woman. And so when we stop and we think about that, if, for example, in your situation, Antoine, you said, look, I lost my mother when I was four. So you had the opportunity to know your mother from conception to age four. At that particular point, you had some gauge or compass, but it wasn't as fulfilling as it would be had she lived longer, right? So at that point, and I always say this, and I said I, I, said I was going to say that during this show, is that we must remember that our mothers are, are our first teachers, so from the womb, when a child is taken into um, someone's arms, typically that's the, the nurturer, the person who's going to show them the things that they need to know about, you know, um, human emotion. It is 
um, even inside the womb, if a mother is sad, a, a fetus feels it. You know, um, if a mother is a depressed, a fetus feels it. Right. If a mother is anxious, a fetus feels that. Um, if a mother is overjoyed and positive, a fetus feels that, right? And so if your mother is your first teacher, typically of emotion, a child, an infant learns that by looking into the face of whoever's looking at them. Um, they begin to learn micro and, and macro expressions, you know, um, and all of those things and stuff have the ability to influence you know, uh, relationships moving forward. So human socialization is all based around that first teacher. So if you don't have that, then you probably are going to go through life, like you said, either looking for it um, or needing someone to validate or even show you what that looks like. But the moment that we come to Christ, and we make him Lord over our lives, not just Lord, but Lord over our lives. And then we receive the Holy Spirit. We naturally learn to love the way that God is love. We, we naturally show empathy and compassion, you know, um, and it is a work in process that we, you know, begin to change from who we used to be. You know, we can give all of our anger and our rage, our disappointment, our abandonment and rejection to God and say, Lord, I'm going to leave this with you. And I am actually anticipating your changing my life. And then over time, we look back and here's what's so cold blooded about the enemy. The enemy will try to continue to whisper in our ear if we're not fully suited in the armor of God, right? Yeah. So we hear lies and we don't even realize how far we've been bought from until somebody stops us and says, a year ago, you were here. Two years ago, you were there. Stop pointing at me because you know exactly what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we have to be in a place where we're literally guarding our hearts and we're wearing the helmet of salvation so that we're protecting our souls from those whispers of the enemy. And so I'm hearing you say all these things and I need that to be clear. And I wanna share this because this is probably one of the most powerful statements I've heard about love. One of my seminary professors God rest his soul, made a statement in conversation that just opened my eyes to a different level. But one of the things that he said was in prayer and meditation with the Lord, that he was reminded by the Holy Spirit, you haven't even made love before. Hmm. Everything that you've done up until this point has been because you have been acting out of your physiology and not your salvation. Yeah. When you learn to love like the Holy Spirit, you express yourself differently. Thanks. 
And when it is supposed to be, there is a different relation one to another that is completely different. So you can't even experience true lovemaking if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and you are not with the person God has designated you to be with. Okay, I'm sorry, I just dropped that. I just, yeah, that is the truth. Yeah, that is the truth. That is the complete, yes. complete, complete truth. truth. Every day we have to get up and we have to 100% submit to God. And that means pride, ego, having patience for others, truly representing what Corinthians 13 is at all times. That means every day you have to wake up like that. And it's not easy. It's you know what easy. I mean? Even right now we're, we're teaching because we have five children together. We're teaching our children to put God first, even in their decision-making. Um, we, we have our, our oldest, He's eight and we're having him pray about decision-making directly. He knows what that means to pray about good decisions, you know? Yeah. And so making sure that our household is submitting to God on an everyday basis mm -hmm. means something huge because it's like in some ways it was represented for us and it wasn't. Does that make sense? So in, in, in God had to like, God definitely had to do the work inside of us and really we had to accept him a hundred percent in order for us to even accept love from each other. Cause there was some part in our relationship where I couldn't even like fully accept the love that he was giving me. I couldn't even see it because I was so stuck on what, what love was supposed to be, how painful it was supposed to be. I thought love was supposed to be painful and, and I'm realizing it's so natural and it, it, it feels- oh somebody come on yeah it doesn't have to be painful but i believe women of color are not taught to know what love is we're taught to accept the word love instead of the action or mm -hmm. that's what we're taught when you when you understand that you need the action and the ver the words and the five love languages. When you understand what your love language is, you will be able to healthy. You will be able to communicate it in such a healthy way with your partner that as soon as you walk in the door, your partner is going to end up turning on the bath water because you guys are able to really communicate. They you need to take that thirty minutes to kind of like rest, and it's okay. There's so many things that come to like really loving somebody, but Christ is definitely one, number one. Without Christ, we couldn't love each other the way that we love each other. Hey, it's Andrea, and you're listening to The Process. See, the enemy, um, speaking of um, Black women, like, so the enemy, um, especially through slavery, right? And I, I could say, all women for the most part, but we're going to just talk about black women. See, through slavery, the enemy made um, love a physical thing, right? Especially with slave masters. Um, a black woman had to endure breaking down of their spirit and you need uh, the spirit to understand what love is, right? So physically, um, they, they, they have an understanding of physical love, um, but um, all physical love that's not the physical embodiment of Jesus is sin, right? So Jesus um, is the real embodiment of, of physical love and spiritual love. 
and none of us can be that. Um, so black women had to endure um, the physicality of love and uh, with a torn spirit. Black women live through, uh, is always searching for that deeper part of love that's spiritual and they always have to go the physical route um, thinking that's the way, um, but that's a taught mechanism in them. That's not something that was uh, innately a part of the black woman because the black woman's always been spiritual. They've always been mother earth. Black women always had that uh, natural strength but their strengths have been perverted. So now they spend their whole time using the physical, the, the bell of Pelor spirit, the, 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 the cracks, the crevices, the right. physical part of themselves to express um, what they want out of love when they really need to go back to the spiritual which they started from. Like as a man and knowing that, I, um, I seek the spiritual because men are very visual, like we, we talked about, right? Men are very visual. When a man is visual towards the Lord, he can see the spirit. Mm. And then the spirit attracts, like Danielle attracts me through her spirit, not her physicality. I can care less about any of that. See, when I can, <laughs> her spirit is, it's, her heart is after the Lord. And when your heart's after the Lord, you guys start to ascend up towards him. But as you ascend, you get closer. And spiritually, like um, men, have to actually like seek out God because God would give you the, he would definitely give you the steps to match with somebody who's equally yoked to you. Cause I noticed in dating, um, everybody has a surface level um, understanding of love, even themselves when they go, nobody wants to go deeper because the deeper you go, the more you see uh, yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and the deeper you go, uh, somebody else, the more you see of them, a lot of people uh, are validating seeking. There's a, a lot of uh, like validation book. That's what I call Facebook. It's validation book, right? Um, if you seek out God first. Does Mr. Zuckerberg know that you calling him a validation book? <laughs> hey, hey, it's validation book. He know what he's doing. Hey, it's validation book. You need everybody to know what you're cooking. You need everybody to know what you're doing. You need everybody to know how your life's gone. And that's why I'm able to tell you your life story. But then you tell me that you don't know nothing about me. Well, that's not true. Last week you was drinking Ciroc, weren't you? Right? Weren't you out this place this week? And weren't you, you know, and look, they look at and that face you're making right now is, is the exact face they make. It's like, you don't know me. I mean, I kind of do in 2018. Then you have a, um, then you have a Grand Prix, but then that wreck and then you bought a new car. Uh, don't you live on this street? Well, how you know? Well, it's on Facebook, dude. I know your whole story. Uh, like uh, you, you did that because you're seeking validation, um, but you have to find validation in the Lord. That's why he says, seek the kingdom of God first and everything else will be added on to you. Amen. Right? So Amen. once you stop seeking for validation, um, you can actually start to heal because God is the ultimate validation. Amen. You don't have to look for other people to find. A lot of people validate in dating, look for validation seeking. It's like, ah, you hurt her. You more hurt than me. That's what we were talking about. You more hurt than me. Ah, you need me, don't you? Yes. But it, in, in honesty, you need that person too because it validates the trauma inside of you. There, there's a godly kind of soul tie and then there are multiple ungodly soul ties so here we are we got trauma bonding happening and if we have 
impartation, that means that you got two traumatized people coming together and they start to engage sexually. And a lot of impartation does not have to just be sexual. Impartation can be, I'm just around that person a little bit too long and something starts to attack me and I'm trying to figure out why all of a sudden do I feel like this or why am I having these kind of thoughts and why, and you know, it, it's amazing because throughout my journey, the Lord has demonstrated those things to me. Um, where I've been in the company of somebody and innocently not even knowing and you know I'm one of those who want to see God and everybody so I'm just you know I'm not looking for the flaws amen and sudden I'm like why am I waking up singing this song or why am I doing something totally out of character for and then the Lord will gently remind me this is not your cross to bear this is somebody else's burden when a man looks at a woman he says that she's pretty it's because he's looking at her face if he says she's sexy he's looking at her body but when he says she's beautiful he is connecting with her spirit Mm. in that we begin to understand that pretty is as pretty does who you are internally is going to produce a light if you're operating in the right place to attract people to you um and it is up to you to discern whether or not that person is there to manipulate you or to try to choke the gifts out of you because there is a jezebel spirit who was sent to destroy the prophet and so jezebel can come in and suck you dry. Antoine just said that somebody that is drawing all of the light, all of the joy, all of the fruit of the spirit out of you. And then it takes you a minute to figure out, maybe I'm connected to the wrong person. Have you been in a relationship and the moment you end the relationship, all the blessings just fall on you? Listen, the only (laughs) time that did, listen, 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 that literally happened with everybody else, but us. When we tried to separate, I'm going to say try when we tried to, because that wasn't in God's will. We were sick uh, in the hospital, about to die. We couldn't even <laughs> listen. But with everybody else, we was relieved. Yeah. Blessings was flowing. We was. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even started talking really about the dating thing. I mean, we did from a spiritual perspective. But when I think about how you can create something with the best intention. Mm. And then if you don't have the right group of people committed to intercession for you. Yes. That's huge. Yes. That's huge. Then all of a sudden, because I'm trying to understand how certain dating platforms never get any negative press, right? And then other dating platforms, it seems like all of a sudden they start to get this reputation for being the hookup spot. And for those of you who don't know, we just keep it real and here. Hookup is, hey, it's driven by algorithms based upon GPS. And I just want to 
connect with sexually anybody who's right within you know two or three miles of me yeah. yeah that's true that's what that is so that didn't used to be what it was about because i was one of those people that when that particular app first launched i'm one of those people who is a researcher like i want to go and i want to check things out and see and i just happened to be on a business trip with three different cities involved so i downloaded this app created a profile and started in one city landed had a small layover in another city and got connections and everything so once you're connected you can move around and the people you're still connected to them right so it's like a swipe here swipe there swipe here keep going blah 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 and most people are looking at this app and they see images of people and they're basing how they feel about getting to know the person on what they see mm -hmm. right in the image not what they read right so if i if, if i look and i see an image and the person just happens to be visually appealing if i read further down and there's no substance i'm keep swiping right right you know because i feel like it's a it's really you presenting yourself almost for a position a professional role in corporate america you put your best face your best you know presentation forward when you present your resume electronically now so if I have a few words and I'm like, you know, I, I like dog catching. I was real good at that, <laughs> you know, and I want to be a dog <laughs> again. As a hiring manager, the person's going to say, mm, yeah, so let me put that aside and I'm going to go to the next resume. The next resume is very clear about objectives, about education, about experience, about skill set. And that person is going to be more appealing. But because, and this, this is my experience, and it's so funny because men really suck at taking the right image and posting it as their profile picture. Okay. I've seen more gangster mugshots. I've seen more uh, creepy, weird, like. Not the shirt off. <laughs> Wait. Not the shirt off. Look at my six pack. Right. <laughs> half naked like swipe no 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 like i've done that so much and it's interesting because if i have like connected with somebody just for conversation not meeting them live or anything um it's been interesting because i find that the person is really has you know multiple multiple layered like they are like an onion they have all these great things about them and they're probably much better looking than that selfie that they took. And I always tell men, if you're going to use that as a vehicle, always go to a woman and have her take the picture. Right. Because yeah. you, if you look crazy, that's probably why you're not getting no, you know, no, no, no bites and stuff in the situation. You like because yeah. you look a little scary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, Interestingly enough, so I go from one city to the next to the next, and I'm like, this is so cool that this is based on that. And me being the nerd that I am, 
it was cool, but what they intended it for didn't wind up being that. So now years later, you have even financial predators who are catfishing. They are stealing people's photos. They're pretending to be somebody that they aren't. And, and I've known so many cross-following women and men who have been taken to the cleaners financially because they were empty inside and they didn't allow God to fill that place in their life mm-hmm. so that they would not seek it outside, external, um, externally in a relationship with somebody else that they don't know, but they're so desperate for validation mm-hmm. that they will send money to people. They will start businesses with folks they've never met, never heard their voices. They'll take every excuse. And I'm thinking now there's no excuse to catfish. Like if you can't video chat with somebody in real time, then forget it. There's no need to even continue to press forward. Right. Don't give them the same lame thing. Like my phone is having some problems. I have bad reception. We're in different time zones, whatever the story is, like there's no need to do that. So me saying that about technology and dating, how do we get the message through to people that they probably don't need to be in that platform? Yes, you need to be found, you need to cross paths, but I'm not saying that God can't do that with new technology. I believe that he can do whatever he wants to do, but there's something inside of us that will tell us that's not the road to take. That's not the thing to do. Um, I would say you can't get spiritual connection through the devil's workshop. Um, and what I mean by that is um, <laughs> <Your> face. <laughs> you, you uh, the devil is the prince of the air, right? A lot of things that we deal with and he's the prince of the air in this world. Um, this was his kingdom at one point, and he's trying to control everything, you know, through the airwaves, through, um, he's trying to be more like God, you know what I mean? Um, and I feel as though um, the spirits behind who create the technology matters too, but they always have motives on the back end, mm-hmm. right? Um, for what they're really, really trying to do. You can't just swipe left and swipe right on 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 life, you know, um, or the people that you you talk to, um, because you're not spiritually discerning these people on 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 these apps. I was on those apps before. You're not spiritually discerning them. Most men not spiritually discerning none of these people. They're physically discerning them from period. Because like I said, it's to, to know Jesus and to know Jesus deeply is two totally different things. Right. When you know Jesus totally, uh, like uh, when you know Jesus deeply, because you're never going to know him totally, right? Because you have to continue to read your Bible. He's going to show you something new every day, every day, right? We're never going to endlessly know Jesus. He's, th- he's too vast, right? But if you know him enough, you wouldn't be able to stay on something like that. It, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, fulfilling. And you will catch on real quick, um, you know. I've kept, I caught, uh, I've connected to people uh, before on these apps, uh, and it was 
I know what I was connecting for. I was not connecting to figure out, um, you know, how do you feel about Corinthians 13? Right. That was how not you, the, I know I wasn't. Love? Right. You know, I was not connecting. That's not it. I was connecting because I seen you twerking and I was just wanting to know what that work do. Like, that's the spirit I was in. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you have to be honest about that. So I think going forward <laughs> with dating, like, um, it's what you, do, what spirit are you dating in? And then that's the that's the, the, the discernment in it. What spirit are you you courting in, right? Are you courting in the world, or are you courting in the spirit of God? See, when you court mm-hmm. in the spirit of God, you prepare yourself to follow the path of God. And meaning, like, um, and I not to get too deep. I had realized with, with Danielle that in our culture, people love to get married. Um, they think that um, you know love. It's the catalyst for marriage, but marriage is the catalyst for love, right? You're ordained to love when you get married. And a lot of men don't wanna, uh, a lot of men don't understand what it is to, what they're walking into, because dating, you're walking into marriage. Like you're not dating just to play games and play hop around, depending on if you're in the world or if you're in the spirit. Right. If you're in the spirit, you're trying to walk towards uh, G, uh, being the groom like Jesus and um, being married to the church, like uh, you wanna marry this woman that you're walking in courting with. Everybody wants to be under God, be married under God, but nobody wants to follow the rules. It doesn't start after you get married. It starts in the dating, in the courtship. You don't learn how to be that husband in Ephesians and that wife in uh, Ephesians um, after you get married, that's how you get divorced understanding what sacrifice is as a uh, as a husband or um before you, you can't start afterwards yeah. and people if you're just looking at the physical of everything you wouldn't even touch the surface of understanding what you even need to be to be, uh, uh to, to do to be in a relationship right in this world so yeah. you have to separate it are we dating in the world are we dating in the spirit because there's a clear path in the bible how to date in the spirit especially a man he he's supposed to be the head of the household. Like you, if he ain't spiritually right, he ain't gonna lead you right. That's right. And that that's a fact. If he ain't spiritually right, if he was physical uh, when he seen you, if it was physical then, and he ain't looking to make no changes, um, it's gonna be- um, Just about that. It's gonna be just about that. Yeah. When we, and that's why people get divorced. A man have to seek God to even get to that point to, um, to lead, like he had to see God even know the truth of that. And in the, this dating world with so much physicality going on and what things look like and what's shaking and what's jumping mm-hmm. and what's popping, men, minds are totally washed out when it comes to spirit. They're like, spirit? Nah, shorty was on this pole. That's what I'm talking about right there. Like that's wifey. They connect wifey to how a woman look. Hey, it's Andrea. Listening to the process. Baby, you made such a great point because I remember you talking about earlier how in slavery they were making women view themselves one way, but these apps are doing the exact same thing. The apps are exactly what slavery was doing. It's like Mm -hmm. teaching women to open themselves up vulnerably first physically before they do. Um, emotionally before they do mentally and I personally can attest to that 
because even in our relationship, you know, um, he would be like, babe, how can you have sex with me? But you're not, you, you can't tell me how you feel in this area. I told him straight out, I was taught to. And now I'm changing that. Now I'm changing, you know what I'm saying? Like I have to, I, I, I have to take everything that I would, I was taught in the world, everything about the world that, or society or the standard of society. I had to throw that in the trash and really understand spiritually, like what I'm supposed to be doing and how I'm supposed to be maneuvering and what, and God sent a soulmate for me to be vulnerable with you know what I mean? And that I do, that I am important, that I am valued enough for somebody to not only listen to me, but to take my opinion and, and make life changes with that. Um, um, I need to know um, if you volunteer on Tuesday mornings for the homeless. I need to know that you're about our community. I need to know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. how are you going to know that swiping left or right? So not only is there apps out there, because that's not the only one, the apps that we're talking about, there's so many apps out there that do that, but you're creating not only one generation like that, but the next generation like that. You're training. It's a training, right? It's a train. We were trained to do that, to be physical first and ask questions later. Like, oh, I'm going to see if she can do this or if she can bounce on this first. And then I'll get to know her last name. And it's like, no, you really should be focused on changing her last name, bro. Like spirits are connecting and our soul tie is so beautiful. It's, 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 it's hard to even put words to it. I'm speechless, right? But these people are going out here trying to fill a hole um, because I used to do that. I used to go out there thinking that I needed men to fill a hole in my heart where I thought lost love was. I was yeah. like, okay, well, I'm not getting along with my parents here. So I'm gonna go fill in the hole with different women. Um, if, I, if I'm not talking to my mom, I'm gonna go fill the hole with different women. Um, I'm gonna go get on these apps. I was getting on these apps and getting women purposely who I knew were mentally worse off than me so I could go save them yeah you know what I'm saying like yeah it, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 a whole different I know I stepped into two different topics but like it's like it's, yeah. it's all been the same for me because I used to live a homosexual lifestyle too so it's like I I, I definitely went after both men and women and I definitely, thank God I'm delivered, but it's very much like, it's, it's a demon that I went after because I was trying to fill a hole in my heart. And that's exactly what the generation is doing. They're not being taught spiritually to fill that hole in their heart with God. God can only fill that heart. There's no human that could possibly fill that, that hole, but God. I'm, I'm happy actually that you did a pivot um, because that just helped kind of tee up like the next kind of phase of the conversation because, you know, um, as a whole in the body of Christ, we are divided based upon ritual that man put into place based upon a tiny sliver of scripture from Genesis to Revelation, foundationally building these um, cages to hold souls captive, even though Christ came to set the captive free. Mm. 
And so there's some people who will watch this and I pray in the name of Jesus that they will be freed and released from the shackles in their soul so that they can come into right relationship, true intimacy with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So there are going to be some people that's just like, ah, I can't believe that this was said. But in the church, we're finding that there are more and more people who have been held hostage and oppressed, not possessed. You can't be possessed by any demon if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, but you can be oppressed. So we see that throughout the body of Christ, that there's a spirit of perversion that has come back to life. Actually, it's always been there, but now it's like, right is wrong and wrong is right and all these different things. But the problem in it is that we have so many people inside the church. And this morning, oh, the, the, the scripture reading in Matthew, Christ is talking about religiosity and he's talking to the Pharisees and he's talking to the church people and he's talking to the lawmakers. And he's saying, you know, you're so busy being religious that you have absolutely zero anointing. You can't even evangelize the people right around you, but you will go a journey for miles and miles to get one person and then you train them to be religious like you. And I am not ascribing to that. Mm. You don't call anybody, nobody, rabbi, nobody father and nobody teacher because there's only one. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I said, blowing your hair back, just making it clear. So Christ is very clear about his position on religion. Yeah. So why are we struggling with this so much where we're trying to hold our finger in somebody's face and tell them you are more sinful than I am when sin is sin. There is no sin greater than another one. Sin, period. So if we stop and we consider that, I just want to say that we are supposed to bring people in and we're supposed to love them. We're supposed to love them. That does not mean that we fall into what their sin is, but we're supposed to love them because that's what Christ did. And we're supposed to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what that soul needs so that they are not only released and delivered, but they are filled and empowered by the love of God. And then we start to see a turnaround. Then start to see that. And so I've been, this is what's so beautiful. And I I promise that I'm not going to cry on this particular podcast, but this is what's so beautiful about it. When I sit here and I see this beautiful soul now, I was on part of the journey when then it was about, this is why I think this way. And I'm sure that Danielle won't mind me um, sharing this portion, but this is something that when it was said through her and she probably doesn't even realize that she was saying it because it was an, an alter ego. It was a spirit speaking through her that said, well, if I am in a, an open marriage, not this marriage, but prior marriage, when 
if I'm in an open marriage and we can see whoever we want to see, we can be with whoever we want to be with, then I don't get hurt. And I sat back and I said, Ooh, Jesus, come on now, Holy Spirit, give me exactly what to say, because I'll tell anybody, I don't care who you are. I don't care how decorated you are with degrees. You cannot effectively counsel anybody without the Holy Spirit. Mm. I got books lined up that I'm looking at all around me. I could read and there is a quote statement that is made in mental health that said it's a textbook example of XYZ and there's nothing textbook about how God has created anything. Amen. Period. Yes. So I'm sitting in my skin and I'm praying in the spirit the whole time and I said, Holy Spirit, I need you to come by here and I need you to give me exactly what to say to this young woman. And I say, and how is that working for you? Mm. Because we cannot protect ourselves from being hurt. Now we can see the handwriting on a wall in a situation, but when we're engaged emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, physically with somebody, when we truly love the way God created us to love, we're going to touch fire and know that it's hot and that it burns. Yeah. We are going to feel disappointment, abandonment, and rejection. Why? Because Christ felt it. We're mm-hmm. not exempt from it. So for every time I see some article where somebody in Hollywood are saying, you know, I'm in an open relationship. I'm in an open marriage. And I'm thinking to myself, so you got a band of demons. You got trauma bonding with multiple people and bringing all these spirits in. No wonder there's chaos and confusion in your life. Right. Right. So to sit here in this moment and see that intercessory prayer is this powerful where somebody is the watchman on the wall for a soul and says, Lord, I am asking you in the name of Jesus to turn this person's life around. And I can sit here and see that. I'm like, if you don't know that Jesus is real today, for those of you who will watch this, you will know for a fact that there is promise, there is hope for your life. There is a beautiful future. Yeah. Yes. A yeah. hope and a future yes. that God gives. And God is in the blessing business. God is not in the punishing business. That's what religion wants to tell you. God is in the blessing business because he loves his creation. He loves his children and he wants the very best for us. Yes. Yes. That's it right there. Like it's mind blowing because um, there's a pastor that both Antoine and I love to listen to pastor Jaron. He is the head senior pastor at fountain of love Christian center. And one thing that I noticed, I didn't notice it for years, which is really weird, but he would always tell the congregation, God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. 
And that speaks to me in a way like to the depths of my heart, because there's times that I strayed away from God, especially during that timing that you're talking about, because I thought God was mad at me. And you know that, you know what I mean? So when, when I came to you days after God saved me from myself and I told you the truth of where I was at and what, and what demons I'm fighting and what soul ties I have and, and, and hey, I'm, I'm, it's deep, right? Because it, we can get raw on the show, right? We could be raw. I, I felt like the demons were going to the bathroom with me. I felt like they were making me day drink. I felt like they were making me do things I didn't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm attaching myself, trying to t- trying to fill this hole, and I'm and I'm just it's it's God is that hole. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So like me, it, open marriage is so common right now. It's almost like oh well, they're in an open marriage or they're polyamorous or it's it's okay, and it's like spiritually we're like no you're in pain yeah that's what we see um it, it when, when I hear another person tell me they're in an open marriage there's no judgment because I remember how much pain I was in and why I chose to do it because I just I thought this is what I thought I thought and you you're absolutely right I really did think I was protecting myself so when you ask me that question how, how's it working out for you Cause I'm, you know what I mean? You were watching me in worse pain. You're like, you're in worse pain right now. So, so, so are you done? You done? That's kind of like where, where that was at. <laughs> Man, y'all like straight, no chaser, straight to the point, like just pour it out. It wasn't me saying, Hey, you're in a lot of pain. It was me yeah. guiding, asking you a question. Like, is that really working for you? Cause and if I- it's, you wouldn't be in this situation right 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 it was the best question you probably could have asked me because it let me know exactly where I was at I don't even think anybody that it it, I don't even know if that question had really been asked to me you asked it in such a simple and humbling way you you never judge me because I I told you I was just like this is where I'm at and you asking that question changed my life You've been listening to The Process, and we look forward to seeing you next week.
Hey, it's Andrea, and you're listening to The Process, 